Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. Um, I want to make sure that you know that we are getting down to the wire. My new book is about to release on February 27th. It is the 15th as I record this and most likely put it up. And I just wanted to make sure that you don't miss out on getting your pre-order bonus if you are listening to this in real time. The pre-order bonus is a five-video course called the Five-Day Clutter Shakedown. Um, And you get that by filling out the form telling me your pre-order information because I don't get that from the people that you buy the book from. Um, And then you immediately get access to that course. So uh, go to a slobcomesclean.com slash book and you will find all the information that you need there. I'll also have a link in the show notes. Okay. Uh, this is podcast number 159. Oh, one other thing. You need to subscribe today to the podcast. If you just kind of come when you feel like it, that's great and I appreciate it. But I am putting out a first listen of the audiobook. That's what the publisher calls it. It's like a capital F F and a capital L. Um, a first listen to the audiobook. It'll be, I think, at least the first couple of chapters. Um, and that's going to come out in my podcast feed probably on Monday. So be sure that you're subscribed. And if you are subscribed in Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen to podcasts and subscribe, it'll just show up on your phone or wherever. Um, it'll also be on my website. So, um, make sure that you listen to that. So you'll get to hear it ahead of time and decide, yes, I do want to pre-order that audiobook and fill out the form so I can get the bonus. Okay. Um, we're talking today about minimalism versus the container concept. Not like this is a knockdown drag out kind of a thing, but it's something I've been thinking about a lot lately, and I've been thinking about it because of hearing from you guys and hearing some experiences of readers. I wrote a post about it this week, minimalism for the sake of minimalism, question mark. Um, so it's just something I've thought a lot about. So let me read to you what I heard from a reader recently. She says, I was getting so caught up in trying to be a minimalist last year that I started getting rid of many special things for the sake of having a low number of possessions. But I've realized that I can enjoy my life and my hobbies, card making, sewing, embroidery, watercolors, graphic art, collecting miniatures, and it doesn't have to be out of control if I take the container approach. I can say, yes, I love card making. This is my card making box and not let it overflow. That way I'm controlling my stuff and it's not controlling me. And so this, when, um, thank you for that email. I love hearing from you guys. Uh, but that has just made me think a lot about it because here's the thing. Minimalism is a trend right now. Okay. I mean, it is. And I mean, I think it's a good trend. It's decluttering is a thing. Okay. So I'm going to go into my little reasons why I think that well, for number one, um, I have a lot of people listening who are in the phase of life where they have just had to clean out their parents' homes and are now thinking, 
I want to clean out my own home and not do this to my children because they've just been through that. And it's really, really hard to do. And so that is a reality. I mean, we're, this is the phase that my parents are in, although my husband and I are strangely in it too, because, um, his parent, he's older than me. And then his parents were, um, I think his dad was 39 when he was born. So, you know, I mean, his parents are older. And so we're in that phase of life as well. Um, just like a lot of people are, but this is the baby boomer generation. You know, my mom was a baby boomer. How many times can I say that in a row and not mess it up was a baby boomer. And, uh, you know, for her, everything changed when she got there. So like her little small town always had one classroom per grade until she got there. And then they had to have two. She went to college and she had to live. She has all these stories of living in these crazy, like homes that people in the town were renting out rooms because they, um, they, uh, the dorms weren't big enough, you know, because she was the very first year of the baby boomers. And that was the year when everything changed because it was an, it's called baby boomers because there was a huge boom of babies. Um, which if historically, if you don't know why it's because of, um, all the men coming back from war, um, from World War II and yay, I'm home anyway. Um, and so everybody was happy and had a bunch of babies anyway. So that, that is a reality of why people are decluttering like crazy. But this minimalism trend, I think, and I know there are people, lots of people in the world who've put a lot more thought into this than I have. But what I think, honestly, is it's a reaction to what seemed to have been happening probably about 15, 20 years ago with credit cards being a new thing. Um, not that credit cards didn't exist before, but I can remember my first year of teaching, having a conversation about how people wished that fast food places would take credit cards. Um, and they didn't like Sonic didn't take credit cards and some one fast food place did. And that was like the subject of conversation at lunch because it was, but it just was a thing, you know, lots of places didn't take credit cards. Now this was also as debit cards were becoming the thing that everybody used. But I remember as you know, we started to get where every single place you ever pay money, you can use a card now instead of cash. And just that mentality that seemed to change with that. I'm preaching. I know. I'm so sorry. I'll stop in a minute. Um, but it seemed to change and make it this. I mean, when I was a young adult and I was, um, you know, starting to be out on my own, it felt like the mentality was if I want it, I'm going to get it, you know? And I mean, I, don't know. I'll be honest. I'm not for sure if it was always that way and it had nothing to do with credit cards, although I think it really did. Um, it might've always been that way. And I just grew up in a super frugal family, but I can remember as I was setting things up, realizing, wow, other people buy a lot more stuff than we do now. (laughs) Yet I'm the one who ended up having a blog about being a slob and decluttering because don't worry, I was bringing stuff in too. I just did it through garage sales. Um, and so I was able to do it without going into debt, but whatever. Um, it was a problem, but my, my point is I feel like it is the pendulum swing from that gathering, gathering, gathering of stuff into that. And I think that, you know, a lot of people, my age, my husband's age, 
we have the kids who are heading out into the world now. Oh my word, that makes me have a panic attack, but it's true. And as that happens, um, and the fact that the internet and internet-based jobs are the reality for so many people now, um, location independence is an option that never existed in our known history. I mean, really, I mean, this is like a whole new thing being able to, Hey, I can just work from anywhere, which by the way is not true. Cause you, you got to work from somewhere that has internet and not all places have good internet, but, um, that mentality of, you know, gathering, 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 you know, plus if you're cleaning out a depression era, parents home depression era, you know, produced people saving every little thing because they knew what it was like to live without the things that you desperately needed. And so, you know, that was my grandparents. That was how their um, mentality was. So those things all contribute to the fact that minimalism is a big thing right now. And when I wrote Decluttering at the Speed of Life, this is one of those things that I kept thinking about. I'm like, tiny houses, minimalism. Why are those things so attractive? They're attractive because when I know I have clutter. I know it's that I am, I'm being weighed down by my stuff. And the idea of not having that weight of stuff is so incredibly appealing. So the main thing I want to say is minimalism is awesome. And knowing what it was and realizing, wow, there is huge value in me aiming for minimalism has been very helpful for me. About a year or so into the blog, I was starting to read about this term and I was like, I think that's what I need to be. I think I need to be a minimalist. I, I, th- I think that's what I need to aim for because I was realizing that I had a clutter threshold and that I had been living well above my clutter threshold for my entire life. And that that was a big part of why it was so hard for me to keep my home under control because I was living over my clutter threshold. Now I made up the word clutter threshold, but it's a real thing, you know, and if you're new here, let me just explain that the clutter threshold is the point at which the stuff in my house turns into clutter. The point at which I have more stuff than I personally, and whatever my unique personality is, can keep under control easily. If my house is consistently out of control, it's because I have too much stuff. And the more I get rid of, the more easily I can keep my house under control when I get it to that nice point where it's like, okay, I think I, you know, can mostly do this. Yes, it gets crazy when life gets crazy, but I can get it right back under control. That's living under my clutter threshold. So all of that is very similar to minimalism. I mean, it's, it's that same mentality of the less stuff, the less hassle. Um, but as time went on, I realized I don't want to be a minimalist. I like some things that technically I could live without. I mean, I, you know, my mother-in-law is a great example of, not overbuying. You know, I mean, I've told you guys, you know, my, my mother has nine cutting boards at her lake house, um, which is a, you know, bare minimum supposedly kind of a thing. Um, and my mother-in-law doesn't own a cutting board. I bought her a cutting board one time. She didn't even use it. Um, I got it back when we did a garage sale for her, but she doesn't use it. Why? Because she uses a, uses a plate. She just cuts on a plate and that is 
perfectly fine. So she's a great example of you don't have to have all of these things. But what if I want a cutting board? Okay, and here's the problem. I have had to realize that I am more emotional than most people about a lot of stuff. Okay. And so when I say, but I want a cutting board, it's that whininess coming out, which, you know, my mother tried to cure me of. Um, but that's the way I, but I like this or I want this, or, you know, this does have value to me, even though I can't maybe justify it in, you know, might not be the thing I would grab in the case of a fire, but I, you know, I really don't want to get rid of this. So again, that becomes assessing the value of an item, which is where I get into trouble. Okay. So minimalism requires assessing the value of each and every item. Now it has a whole lot stricter ways of determining that value than just, do I like it? Does it make me happy? Whatever. But that is still where I get into trouble because I'm looking at individual items and saying, is this a yes or is this a no? So for me, what has been successful, like the person who sent me the email, is the container concept, okay? If it has a place and doesn't crowd out something that I need in my house, then I can keep it, okay? I'm going to stop really quick, and I'm going to tell you about our sponsor this week, okay? I had a really good segue, and then I started blabbing, but I wanted you guys to know that, um, this mentality of minimalism, here's the problem with it. People like me tend to be all or nothing. And the appeal of minimalism is legitimate. Okay. There is a reason why it's so appealing. But when someone like me looks around a house that is completely full of clutter, then the reality is I look at that stuff and I think there's no possible way that I could ever be a minimalist because getting from where I am now to this ideal of minimalism, it's, it's, I, I just, it's too overwhelming to even think about. And therefore we don't even start which leads me into my nice little segue to our sponsor for the week, who is PrepDish. PrepDish is a healthy subscription-based meal planning service, and it's a great way to make healthy eating the ideal actually work for those of us who have this extremism mentality. If you've ever determined one night to start eating healthy, but then you gave up after your first trip to the grocery store the next day when you just didn't even know where to start, prep dish will help. The meals are delicious. My family has gone crazy for prep dish recipes I've made like goat cheese stuffed chicken breast or marinated grilled sirloin and getting the week's meal plan delivered by email means healthy eating is significantly more likely to happen to actually happen. You get the plan, the grocery list for the week and instructions for prepping the meals ahead of time. You need to try prep dish. You can get two weeks free by going to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean. That's right. Allison, the founder is offering listeners of a slob comes clean a two 
a free two-week trial. Go to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean. Okay. So really what we're talking about here is fantasy versus reality. Fantasy of wouldn't it be so nice versus reality. Oh my word, how would I ever get there? And so where do we find the happy medium? We find the happy medium by just going ahead and starting to declutter without having a failable goal of minimalism. It's a nice idea. I'm going to aim toward that. I'm going to walk that way and try to look at myself, my stuff through that lens. But I'm just going to get started. And if I don't get there, that's fine because less is better. So I'm going to tell a little story that might or might not have to do with this. But um, when I think about minimalism, I think about backpackers. Because I think about the location independent stuff. I think about the, you know, people who take one backpack, which you know, there may be a better word to use than backpacker, but this is my word I use. Anyway, people who have one backpack and go all across Europe, you know, staying in all these, seeing everything and spending minimal money and staying in hostels and stuff. Okay. So I read, um, Laverne's not Laverne, Penny Marshall's, um, who played Laverne. I read her autobiography and she talks about going on a motorcycle across Europe with somebody, a man, um, and they would mail their dirty clothes back to the U.S. and buy new clothes. Like, so everyone's, that's how they like were minimalists. <laughs> Cracked me up. Anyway, so this idea is very appealing because you're like, oh, that sounds so fun. Oh, I want to do that. In my mind, I thought I could do that. And then I went to New Zealand, which if anybody is listening who lives in New Zealand, please, please, please figure out a way for me to come speak in your country because seriously, most beautiful place. I mean, really, I mean, New Zealand, well worth it, even though it's the longest trip you can possibly take from the US. But anyway, I think. Um, So I was in New Zealand with some friends when I was single and we were just traveling around. We rented a car. We stayed in different hotels um, every night motels, whatever. Um, but there was one night where we stayed in a backpacker's place and it was because we had done something. New Zealand's a very like activities are extremely outdoorsy and active. Anyway, we had done something we'd done underwater caving, I think, or an underground caving. Um, and we were done and it was late And so I guess whoever we were talking to, I don't remember the details other than the tomato soup they served us. We were so cold was the best tomato soup I've ever had in my life. But anyway, I remember, um, you know, not knowing where we were going to sleep that night and somebody saying, oh, you know what you should do? It's too far to find another kind of place. Go to this backpacker place that's just right up the road and do that. So we went and uh, we get there and it was super cheap. It really was, but we went to our rooms and we were like, oh, there's no sheets on the bed. And we went and asked and they said, you're supposed to bring your own sheets. And we were like, oh yeah, that would have been good to know. And, um, anyway, they gave us each a blanket. Like we slept on the bear thing, the bear mattress with a blanket over me. And, um, in the middle of the night, I realized mine had boogers smeared on it. The blanket did. So it was not a clean blanket. It had actual 
boogers smeared on it. I mean, like it makes my stomach turn to even, it was honestly one of the most miserable nights of my life. I don't think I slept at all. And my point is there is huge appeal to just traveling and going wherever you feel like and staying in places that are super crazy cheap. And I'll, I guarantee that a lot of you listening know what we should have done differently to make that a better situation for us. But that ideal versus the actual reality was very different. Now, in some ways that has helped me because when my family has gone and stayed at a KOA, we, um, I knew to ask, Hey, do you provide sheets or do we need to bring our own sheets? And knowing that was huge. I know to ask that in any kind of a situation that's a non-traditional hotel now. So I learned from it and now I can go into a very similar situation and be a whole lot better off and hopefully not have y'all. I'll just tell you the next morning I looked, they weren't just boogers. They were bloody burgers. I mean, boogers. I, so gross. And I'm so sorry. I hope nobody's eating while you listen to my podcast, but y'all usually clean while you listen anyway. So hopefully you're okay. Oh my goodness. It was a horrible, horrible, horrible night. And so I guess the reality, the the point I'm trying to make is look at the ideal and then realize that the reality might be different. Okay. Um, and say, okay, let me just base things in reality. I'm never going to know the reality unless I try. If I start getting rid of stuff with the aim toward minimalism, two things could happen. One, I could actually get to minimalism and go, oh my word, I love this. This is awesome. Or I just get rid of a whole bunch of my stuff and I go, you know what? I don't need to worry about minimalism. I really like my house like this. Both of those things are really, really good, okay? But the container concept is the idea that if there's room for it, I can keep it with the more important way to look at that being, if there's not room for it, I can't keep it. I can't shove more into a space than actually fits. But the beauty of that is that I can keep something if it does fit, okay? So I did a Facebook live recently. Um, Make sure you're following on Facebook. Uh, We're going to have a big Facebook party on release date, February 27th um, for the book. But as we were talking and somebody was saying, you know, what do I do with um, my daughter's cake decorating stuff? She's really gotten into cake decorating. And so I don't have a spot for it. It all comes down to the container concept. Okay. Now, not, I'm sure that a minimalist would have a much kinder answer for this, but in my mind, just imagining what minimalism would be, I would tend to think, well, we can't decorate cakes because that's not essential. And we just, we just can't, we can't, can't have cake decorating stuff because we can't decorate cakes where I'm sure they had, like I said, have a much better answer for that. But the reality is it's the container concept. So if decorating cakes is important, then what is taking up space in my kitchen, in my cabinets, that's less important to our family um, in the current moment than cake decorating stuff? I mean, my goodness, I love the idea of her daughter decorating cakes. That's awesome. 
And if my kid really got into that and the things that they have gotten into, I want to honor that. But it doesn't change the reality of the space that's in my home. And so instead saying, okay, well, what is less important to us than cake decorating stuff? Maybe it's, um, I'm coming up. Maybe it's that fourth crock pot. (laughs) Maybe it's the third crock pot that you never actually use, or you only use it once a year or whatever. And you say, oh, that takes up about the same amount of space as this cake decorating stuff. So I'm going to get rid of that. Maybe it's, um, I don't know who even knows. Um, whatever the reality is the container concept allows me to live comfortably within the space, which ultimately is the same goal as minimalism, right? Less hassle, less hassle. When I acknowledge the limits of the container that is my house. Okay. I hope that makes sense. Um, I'm feeling a little scattered these days. Um, as I work on final things to go before this book releases, um, hold on just a second. Okay. Before I go, I am going to, um, just remind you that I have some speaking dates coming up. If you would like to find out if I'm coming to your area, go to aslobcomesclean.com slash speaking. And there you will find a list of the dates and locations. Um, a couple that are coming up very soon, March 6th in Mesquite, Texas, First United Methodist Church. I will be speaking and then we'll also be having a book signing meet and greet, um, time after. So, um, I believe that's at seven from seven to eight is when I will speak. And then after that, we'll have a meet and greet. So I would love to meet you there. Um, for that, um, again, I am going to be doing a Facebook party on release date, most likely from seven to 9 PM central. And that, um, will be over at the Facebook page, um, facebook.com slash a slob comes clean. Um, and then I will also be going to North Carolina near Asheville, for a women's retreat, uh, for a becoming conference, which is like a women's retreat, be a great girls weekend. I'll also be in San Diego in April as well. And in Atlanta, and then Minneapolis in June. So I hope to get to meet you at one of these. If you happen to be at something, um, and you see me there, please come talk to me. Um, I would love to get to meet you. So uh, anyway, thanks for joining me. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you will not miss the first listen um, section of decluttering at the speed of life. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye.